It's late at night. A teenaged couple are strolling hand in hand across a beach. Just a few hours earlier, the boy, a Mr. Perry Reynolds, helped win a swim competition for their school. And this walk was how the couple decided to celebrate. After a while, the duo reach a barbed wire fence with a dilapidated sign reading No Swimming hanging off of it. The boy ignores its warning and ducks under it, begging his girlfriend to follow. The girl, a Miss Lily Connor, crosses her arms in defiance, gesturing to the sign. Perry rolls his eyes, claiming that everything will be fine, and splashes into the water to illustrate his point. Suddenly, Perry goes under, which only causes Lily to give an exasperated sigh. Perry had done this stunt before. It was only a matter of time before he'd resurface, gasping for air with a big grin on his face. Except he doesn't come back up. What seemed to be hours pass by. Finally, Lily, frozen in fear, makes her move. Hurrying under the fence and wading into the water to try and find her dearly beloved. However, it isn't long until her search is interrupted by a figure slowly rising up out of the water behind her. Her scream is cut off by a splash as she's forced under. Slowly, the figure follows suit, slinking back into the depths below. Thus begins the siege of Barnacle Bay. The camera opens on a man sleeping in bed. This is an RPG, there's no camera. <laughs> the RPG opens on a man <laughs> sleeping in bed. It's your character, and you die. Wait, how does an RPG open? Does it have a lid? <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Meddling Mortals. <laughs> this is pretty much the, the floor for the entire podcast. Um, anyways... The day opens with a man lying in bed. This man is taller. Is it a comfortable bed? I don't know. We'll see if it's comfortable. Um, why don't Why don't you tell us that, Amir Pride? Um, go ahead and describe what your your morning routine is like. Well, it is a kind of average bed. It's not great. He's had it for years. Um, but Amir's morning routine is he gets up, he takes a shower, fairly short, grabs some cereal, pours some milk in first, um, also makes a pot of coffee, which he drinks with the cereal, or sorry, which he pours into his thermos, grabs his satchel which has all of stuff he needs for the day and he gets on his bike and bikes over to the high school where he then teaches math class what does Amir look like then? Amir is rather tall 
with a athletic build, but more of a lean muscle. Um, he has short, combed black hair, dark sea green eyes, and a responsible, if sometimes mischievous, look. He wears a ruffled white collared shirt that is rolled up to his elbows, and a blue suit vest that is in much need of ironing, as well as slacks. All right, Amir, tell us uh, tell us a bit more about yourself. What all do you What do you do? Amir is the math teacher at Barnacle Bay. Um, he has much in common with the sea. One moment he can be cracking jokes, and the next he can be stern and unyielding. He loves fiddling with mechanical and electrical components and is always willing to help people. Cool beans. Thanks, Amir. So, Amir, yeah, you ride your bike to school. Um, to not just any, any school, to the Barnacle Bay School. Barnacle Bay itself is a small island in the Puget Sound. It's both a tourist spot for fishing and just a spot for fishing for those who live there. The only thing is that it's a, a bit out of the way. It's uh, several hours boat ride to any other island or main shore. And because there's not a whole bunch going on of the island, the Seattle Ferry that connects a lot of the places in the Puget Sound only visits it about once a week on Sundays. The community itself is pretty small. In fact, the, uh, the school that you work at, Amir, is a general school, if anything. It's three stories. Uh, each story kind of houses a different level of education. The first floor is elementary school, the second one is middle school, junior high, and the third floor is where high school is taught. And that's where you spend most of your time, I assume. Yes. Cool. So you, yeah, I, I guess you get there. Do you know anybody in the school? Uh, I, Amir has worked there as a teacher for the past few years. He knows the teachers that have been there as long as or longer than he has as well as some of the students um who are coming in for this year so you're pretty connected with everybody then yeah thanks um so yeah you i guess you go to your classroom and you you said you taught math yes yeah, as you yeah, you go up to your, your classroom. And this is your first class of the day. So uh, you go to your desk, arrange some books. Sharp I, I walk into the room. I go to the far side of the room where the, um, the front of the classroom is. And I set down my satchel on the little desk table area. Pull out what I need write down various starter questions and stuff on the board and then sit leaning back against the wall while drinking my coffee as the students enter. Cool. And boy, do they enter. <laughs> your, your first semester students kind of trickle in on this uh, nice fall day about 
I don't know, maybe the start of October, perhaps. And yeah, they kind of trickle in and sit down. And eventually the bell rings, and as you look out and take attendance, you notice that there are a couple of absences. The missing people, the missing students, or the students that are absent, their names are Lily Connor and Perry Reynolds. Someone please write those down because I will forget those. Okay. And as you look out onto the uh, the group of students and you notice the absence, the camera, our podcast camera, shifts down a story into the middle school classrooms where another teacher is going about the same routine. Um, the same routine? you know, preparing the classroom, looking at over the students, taking attendance, and it's revealed that they also have a student missing. Mm. And this one I do have a, a name for. And her name is Amanda Tahoma. Her name is Amanda Tahoma. Yes, that's me. I was about to write that down and then realized it was your character. <laughs> Amanda? <laughs> Yes. What's your room look like? Describe describe your character and then describe your room. Well, so uh my character is four foot four foot six inches. She's kind of lanky and she she looks small but gives off the impression of being much bigger just by her personality if that makes sense and she typically wears her favorite cargo shorts and a steve largent jersey some of the material that makes the numbers on the back are kind of peeling off and she has long dark brown hair very dark, almost black. You can really see her Suquamish um, ancestry reflected in her complexion. She has inquisitive eyes, typically a confident smirk on her face, like she's ready to take you on anytime, anywhere. And she's got marker stains all over her fingertips. As for her room, well, she, she just moved in to this house fairly recently not too long ago but not not like the day before she's been there a while but still still settling in but she's already spread up her seattle sonics posters and her um she's got her favorite ken griffey jr bat mounted on the wall already and surrounding the walls are some of her favorite watercolor paintings that she's recently finished so it's kind of a jumble of sports theme with just random assorted watercolor art all over the room and i guess you could if you looked around the room you would see like things are mostly in order but she probably has like her backpack just thrown in the corner spilling out onto the floor Maybe, like, her shoes kicked against the wall, still tied. Just that kind of, that kind of impression. Amanda, it is a beautiful 
Saturday morning. Um, the light is kind of streaming in through your curtains and illuminating all these different things in the room. And you are having the best sleep of your life. Um, which is sadly interrupted by a knock on the door as your grandmother opens it in and lets you know <laughs> in her own special way. I don't know how this is, but that you overslept and you're late for school. On a Saturday? Well, you see, dearie, it's not Saturday. It's Monday. <laughs> it's Monday? Oh no. That's the pits. Let's go. <laughs> I grab my backpack and shove all the stuff inside and hurriedly kick my shoes on. And <laughs> I guess I was sleeping in my jersey and my cargo shorts. I'm all ready to go. Um, who doesn't? <laughs> cool. And you head out the door then? Yep. All right. Yeah. So you, yeah, then exit your room and kind of rush to the house, picking up different things and head for the door. Uh, as you move around the room, you kind of pass a a small TV, a CRT TV that's sitting on the counter, um, showing a news report. Actually, since the island is you know pretty small, it has its own little news station that broadcasts local things that are important, and the the anchorman is, you know, reading off the weather report and everything that's happening today and says, the History of National Museum on the island has gotten an exciting new acquisition in. Apparently, it is a crab entirely encrusted by barnacles. Um, the locals have nicknamed it Blarney Jr. after our island's own mascot, Blarney the Barnacle. More news as follows. And the camera kind of pans out to an aerial view, I guess, as Amanda runs across town towards the school. And we follow it as it goes to the Natural History Museum. And we see another character start their day off. Evan? Evan is... A fairly large man, short, black hair. He's very bulky. He's got pretty big muscles, but it doesn't look like he works out that much. He's currently uh, in his chair, sleeping, his head back, snoring loudly. He wakes up and kind of pulls himself together, runs his hand through his hair, goes over to the fridge, Gets out his morning shake and then grabs the keys and his jacket and walks out the door. All right, Evan, where where are you going? What do you what do you do for a living? Evan just fell asleep there after a tiring day. He helped several small animals that uh, that kept him up late into the night. He um he gets in his truck and drives to uh the the park that uh, 
It's on the island and just kind of sits there drinking a shake and um, chilling, waiting for something to happen or for him to get any inspiration. So what do you do, Evan? Evan works at the museum. Um, he just kind of does maintenance and occasionally um, runs tours through his little slice of the museum, which is a um, wildlife exhibit. He is a park ranger and um, knows a lot about animals, loves animals and plants and all that kind of stuff. He's very shy, so he doesn't doesn't like interacting with that many people. So it's really his element to be amongst the wildlife. As you three go about your day, as you teach class or show up to a new school a little bit later or just sit in the park and wait for something to happen, you all are made aware of the two missing people in town. Amir, um, after school, actually, after you finish teaching your class, someone walks up to you. Um, her name is Becky, Becky Shoeshine. What a name. Yes. Um, she walks up to you, and she is a high school what type of math do you teach actually what level of mathematics uh, do you teach? probably algebra two okay so she's sophomore junior then please he's a sophomore she walks up to you and says excuse me mr pride yes uh i have a i have a question fire away you, you may have heard the news that, well, <laughs> um, what were their names? Sorry, <laughs> what were the two names that came up Lily thoroughly? Connor and Perry Reynolds. Emily and Perry? Okay. Lily Connor and gotcha. Perry Reynolds. Lily and Perry, okay. <laughs> Strap in everybody for a whole bunch of me forgetting names. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've heard, but Lily and Perry are... <laughs> We're missing. Sorry. Sorry for crying. Anyway. I'm sure they'll show up sometime. Yeah, I was going to organize a search party tonight, and I thought I'd, you know, let you know since you're their teacher. I, I'm just, honestly, I'm just trying to get anybody I can to join. I figured, you know them. Maybe of you Of course can. I'll help. I probably just got lost in the woods. Probably. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Pride. Also, number, number seven on tonight's homework. Um, it says solve for X, but X is in the denominator, and I'm not sure how we're supposed to... Could you help me with that, please? Of course. Thanks. Um? <laughs> Goes through the entire thing. Well, Lillian... <laughs> You gotta <laughs> <laughs> math quickly makes up a math problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, now now the entire plot of the movie is about 
<laughs> teaching Lillian <laughs> how to solve her ex. Turns out it's a pirate. It's a pirate story, and X is actually <laughs> the treasure, and the treasure was love the whole time. We're doing some <laughs> foreshadowing here. Actually, in order to defeat the main villain of this arc, you guys are going to have to find the antiderivative of like the inverse of the sign of X or something. Hey, supervillain! When you when people peer amid the aftermath of this fight, you might try angling your face to look a little bit less busted oh, up. Goodness. Gosh! Wow. Okay. Ten points to everybody. Anybody who knows that reference. Anyways, do I just say it? No, you gotta let the you say it. Don't I get like a Charles point? No, this isn't a Charles point. This is a regular point. This is oh. these are different. This is audience points. See, this is. Can I turn in? Can I turn no, in? No, no, no. My bad. My bad. No, there's there's actually four players in this game, and the fourth player is the audience. And depending on oh. how well they answer these trivia questions, <laughs> will determine how well you guys make it. So you better be listening. Have your Google Google fingers ready, everybody, because yeah, you better be ready. Um, anyways, the, the camera pans out on Amir as he helps her solve a math problem and pans out of the school and then pans down to a floor below as the bell rings for the third period to end and the students get ready for lunch. Amanda, where do you sit? at the lunch table. I know you're new to this school. Have you made a group of friends already, or...? I, I've i made some friends. Made some enemies, probably, too. Because I've taken a bunch of the other kids' pogs already, but that's what they get for challenging me. I probably sit with a bunch of boys. The ones I play football with. I don't know how well I know them, but... We probably like on the weekends just like play our own games of just throwing the football around. Cool. Yeah. Um, do you know anybody else at the school? Um I don't know. I feel like I feel like she probably wouldn't have gotten to know too many people quite yet, but a lot of them know her. Okay. How do how do what do you mean by a lot of people know her? How does how does that work out? Well, you, well, you know, like she's the new kid in town, so all the ones who have lived there for a long time instantly know that she's new. You know, and she does. She's not like she doesn't shyly blend in with the crowd. She's very like, you know, she's there. If that makes sense. So so far, the opposite of Evan, then. Sure, I guess. <laughs> um, all right then. So yeah, as you sit down and eat your lunch of whatever type of strange food people ate in the 90s. This is 1997, <laughs> by the way. I probably should have said that. Hi, welcome to 1997. I'm your host, Thatcher Whedon. Um, hey, as you sit down and have your lunch, you see uh, Becky Shoeshine walk by and kind of talk with a couple of the kids um, who played football with you. Because this is just kind of one big school, everybody eats lunch at the same time, and people just kind of chill together. 
it's not really like oh my gosh there's the high schoolers <gasps> we can't they're so cool wow Pfft, high schoolers oh my gosh uh this is a small community so everybody kind of knows each other and everybody's just kind of cool with it and as becky's talking to these people she kind of turns to you and says oh hi you're the you're the you're the new person here right um my name's my name's becky what was your name again what it was angelic angelica is that it i'm sorry uh what it, no, it's fine. My name's Amanda, but Amanda. I go by Mandy. Okay, nice, nice to meet you again, Amanda. Yeah, my name is uh, Becky, Becky, Su Becky Shoeshine. Gosh, I can't even get my own name straight. So I'm so sad. Um. Oh no, that that's fine. Okay, sorry. It's nice to meet you too. I guess. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, I was just talking to some of the some of your friends here, and I thought I might invite you as well. I don't know if you if you know this, but a couple of my friends have gone missing, <laughs> and I'm, oh. I'm just organizing a, a search party for them tonight. And I thought I'd you know just see if anyone can come and help. Yeah. I mean, sure. I guess. Thank you. Thanks so much. We're meeting at No Go Beach. At seven o'clock. Is this like a secret society kind of thing? Or are we going to like go by ourselves and not tell anyone? No. I mean, you can invite your mom if you want. Oh. This, is, this, is, this is not Are You Afraid of the Dark? We're not going to be throwing uh, baking soda into the fire here. This is... Oh, man. I know. I'm sorry. I love that show, too. The episode where there's the clown. Dang, that's a that's a good one right there. It'd be more exciting if it was a secret. I'm just saying. The, you know, the forest service is probably going to be there, so it's not going to be, like, a super secret. Plus, I invited, you know, some of the teachers here. So, I mean, if you want it to be a secret uh, with the law enforcement and the teachers, I'm fine with that, I guess. But, yeah. All right, I was just wondering. Okay. <laughs> what even is this anymore? <laughs> Gosh. Um, and she kind of moves away from the table. <laughs> this awkward conversation. And the camera pans out again. And this time it shifts to the park i guess amir you or evan you said that you were near the in the park barnacle bay doesn't really have a park i guess the closest thing may be the the woods yeah no i meant like not like a park park but you know like the national park yeah. type thing yeah yeah so you're yeah okay so are you like wait are you in the woods like sending on not yet i'm still kind of just in my truck, uh, <laughs> eating breakfast. It's about, I'd say, I mean, time has passed now. I'd say it's about, you know, two, uh, two or three in the afternoon. Oh, okay. Uh, then yeah, he's, he's kind of, you know, going through the forest, checking on his favorite trees, um, making sure that there's not anything <laughs> weird going on. Have you named your trees? Um, I don't think so. He's got a caterpillar that he's named. 
Um, but that's at home. Is oh, is the caterpillar's name Herbie? <laughs> no, actually, um, it's Troy. Okay, Evan, as you check on the forest, you hear behind you some kind of uh, rustling in the in the the bushes. Kind of sounds like something is moving through the forest. What do you do? Um, I check it out. Say hello. Oh, hi there. Who are you? What? Well, Ranger, Ranger, uh, Ranger Greaves, you know me. It's it's me, uh, Ranger, Ranger, Ranger John, you know. And it's Ranger John, um, one of the other Rangers at the station. How's it going? Well, it's, it's going pretty good here. Um, just checking out your trees. Yeah, you know me. Nice, nice. How's a how's a good old uh Woody doing? Any kind of pats a, a pine tree, I guess, near you. Uh, he's doing fine. Good. You you do name him, right? I'm not getting you confused with somebody else. Uh, I mean. I just kind of talk to him and taking the time to name these ones. Okay, gotcha. Um, I just thought I'd let you know. Uh, a couple of kids have gone missing last night. Oh, that's that's not good. Um, uh, yeah. How? What? What time? Um, gosh, I'm gonna say late last night. I mean, we don't really know. All we know is that their parents, you know, show, called the uh, called the uh, the station this morning and said, "Hey, our kids aren't here." And I said, "Well, I'm very sorry about that. We'll we'll get right on it." Okay, yeah, I'll I'll look for them right away. Cool. Uh, thank you. I, I've heard some some scuttlebutt as well that uh, I think uh, some of the locals. Well, I guess we're locals technically, aren't we? <laughs> Makes sense. Um. Some of the uh, the people here, uh, they're organizing a search party. And I guess since I now have just seen in our, our chat that apparently people have to be gone for like 24 hours before they can be reported missing, uh, this isn't an official thing. So we're not all going to go, but we feel as if it might be good if, you know, if one of us showed up to keep the our image, I guess, looking good. And, you know, it's a, it's a bunch of people. I mean... What are they going to know about finding a missing person? So, like, a lot of people? I don't know. I, I've just heard, you know, talk that there's going to be something like that. But it could be, you know, like, half the island could be there. Or just, like, four or five. I, you know, I could just keep looking, and then, like, you could just show up and then tell them what to do, and then you can go home, and I'll just search or whatever. You know, I, I really would like to. It's just that... The only thing is it's, you know, Full House is on tonight, and... Oh, man, yeah. I also heard that there's, there's also this... Uh, a show is airing in this year of 1997 called King of, the, King of the, the Mountain or something like that. And I thought, you know, I might try it out. It's just a, it's a new show that hasn't been out a whole bunch, and I thought, eh, what the heck, I might as well, might as well try it out. So I've got, as you can see, I've got some... Uh, very important stuff. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no. Watching a new show that you haven't seen before is definitely more important than, you know, two kids missing. 
Oh, definitely. I mean, this is like, you know, it's full house and whatever this hill show is. It's very important. All right. Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, they're technically, they're technically not missing yet. It's got to be like 24 hours or something. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, you're right. I'll, I'll, I guess I can do it. Thanks. No problem, John. Glad we can, glad we can always count on you. I, I hope my name was John. <laughs> I hope somebody's writing these down. I think technically your first name was Ranger, but I call you John. <laughs> it's a it's a, a cruel joke that my parents played on me. Well, you know, there's a lot of names like that. You know, like Hunter. Or yeah, that's my brother. You, have you met Hunter? Uh, Hunter John? Maybe, probably. I meet most people. I just like don't hang around them that much. Gotcha. Okay, then. Well, maybe this will be a good experience for you. You know, go out there, uh, hang about with these people, get to know them. Y yeah. Do you like? Definitely. Want anything? Want me to pick you up like some? Finding people snacks. I'm gonna go down to Gus's or something and get you up like a, a tube of Pringles. Yeah, you know what? Grab one of them, one of them uh, boxes of Granny's cookies. You know the ones. I know the ones. You want some like Ecto Cooler or something? Uh, sure. And they're like, you know, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll pick you up some stuff. I'll pick you up some stuff. Thanks, man. Yeah, do you want me to tape uh, Full House? Uh, sure. I'll, I'll check it out at some point. They're technically now. Now I'm helping. Actually, now I'm actually you know doing something. Yeah, I'm I'm helping the process by recording Full House, so that way <laughs> after you get back from yeah. a long night of uh, trying to find somebody, you can kick back and relax with the the crazy antics of uh, all the characters of Full House. Yeah. Thanks, man. Well, thank thank you. You are doing a, a great service for this community. <laughs> nah, I try. All right. Well, have fun, have fun talking to your trees. And he kind of wades back through the, the woods and the brush and stuff. Heyo, Snatcher Whedon, the DM, and three kobolds in a trench coat who got their hands on some dice. I just wanted to say thanks a bunch for listening to Meddling Mortals. Our intro and outro music is called Black Heat. It's by Ross Bugden. He has a whole variety of great tracks all available on his SoundCloud. The engine that we are using is called Horror Rules. It's a great RPG based off of cheesy horror movies. It's super easy to learn, teach, and run, plus it has a wide variety of pre-made adventures, set in a multitude of different worlds. If you don't like the vanilla stuff that we're doing here, there's cowboys, medieval fantasy, and even superheroes. You can find it on Amazon, RPG Now, or on its website at crucifixiongames.com. That's crucifixion-games.com. 
If you want to stay up to date on the latest Meddling Mortals news, please follow us on Twitter at Meddling Mortals. And additionally, if you'd like to show your support, we have a Redbubble page where you can buy official merchandise. We have a couple of shirts and some stickers with some designs that I think are pretty cool if I do say so myself. The link will be in the description for both the Twitter and the Redbubble if you're interested. We're planning on releasing these episodes weekly. We've got about six or seven in this chapter, and we'll be dropping those on Thursdays. If you like what you're hearing, please leave a review or share it with your friends. Your support helps us to know that we're doing a good job and encourages us to make more. Once again, thanks for listening, and keep your ears peeled on the 24th. Ciao!